Have you ever wanted to be the first to know if aliens really exist? Well, with Nebula, you can be! Nebula is the streaming service that's home to its Probably Not Aliens, as well as our YouTube channels. And the best part? All of our content goes up early on Nebula. So when we break first contact with E.T., you'll be the first to find out. That's right, you'll be able to listen to the next episode of this show before anyone else. Plus, we post bonus content that you won't find any other place. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and be the first to know if this time it really is aliens. So today I have an abundance of cold opens. Oh, okay. The only one I was going to do is say episode 60's nuts. That's a good way to start. And now there's sirens happening. Nice. Because my joke was too good. The joke You're was arrested. too You made an illegal funny. joke. You're going to have to come with us to the BOFA. Oh, no. <laughs> you might be submitted to the Ligma Asylum. Oh, boy. All right. What are your cold opens? What are your jokes? So the first thing is that I was reminded the other day that Kelly watches the podcast or listens to the podcast. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Kelly, your wife. Yes, Kelly, my wife. My Mm -hmm. my wife. My wife. You're Uh, a wife guy, right? Nothing wrong with wife guys. No. Nothing ever. Nothing bad's ever happened to a wife guy. Yeah. But one of the things I do remember from a long time ago was that Kelly really, really hates when Mm. podcasters refer to their show as the quote pod and if you know anything about how to run a successful marriage it's about driving each other insane in extremely small ways and so we need to refer to the show as the pod for a little bit i think that's a fun idea i feel like pods and aliens they yeah, go hand that in works. Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The escape pod. Yeah, escape pod or pod, We're pod people. Like, pod people. That's what I was going for. Yes, pod people. That's another good one. I feel like there's an obvious sort of overlap here that is inescapable. You can't use that escape pod. Mm-hmm. This is a pod. Yeah. Also, other order of business. Yeah. I'm excited for today's episode. Might be a short one, but you know, that never happens. Today, we have a rare chance as two older men now we have a chance to get ahead on a trend oh is it gonna hurt that we're recording this episode like two or three weeks before it comes out no i think that we'll have plenty of time but basically i think that what i'm covering today is a conspiracy theory that is growing at such a rate that it's going to be the new flat earth the new flat earth as like the conspiracy that everybody is finding extremely funny how many sides does this earth theory have because we've done the d20 earth already oh this is a round this is so definitely a round earth theory round so earth this is the okay. ret but okay cool I, cool, cool which and you know, we've not done theory. we've done hollow we've done polyhedral um yeah we've done a lot of different theories about the earth on this show already there's been a lot of things the moon was even something at one point in another episode too but i will whet your appetite by saying that this episode might be the craziest thing that i have ever researched ever in that my is... life and i have seen some conspiracy theories like i i browse conspiracy theory spaces Uh for fun this might be the weirdest collection of things that i have ever seen and I, I tried to be like, I'm going to debunk this, talk about greater social narratives and all that kind of thing. But then I was just like, I can't. This we're, we're, we're really just going to, I'm just going to explain these people and the things they believe. Uh-huh. And that is about as far as I can get because, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like you'll see when we get to the sort of claims that come up, it's just like, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to start. Okay. Th- that is a bold claim to make on this podcast where we have talked about all sorts of wacky stuff. And also just in general for your life as you just research a bunch of wild things on the regular. And I'm excited to get into it on this podcast. This is a podcast, everybody. It's a pod. It's a pod. Sorry, my bad. I'm excited to get into it on the pod. This is a pod called It's Probably Not Aliens, where we debunk ancient astronaut theory while looking into the real world history behind really cool people and places and things. And also just 
other conspiracy theories, I imagine. Mm -hmm. My name is Scott. I know nothing. I don't even know what topic. I genuinely don't know what Tristan is talking about. The top of his script just says script. I don't know what the topic (laughs) is. I wanted to keep you in the dark as much as I could. Yeah. Um, My name is Tristan Johnson. And I, I also, after doing hours and hours of research, know nothing about what's going on. So that's where we're at today. <laughs> this is one where this is what I have been sitting on for six or seven months. And I have kept mm. trying to find an edge to grab onto to do this. Mm. And I just could not. You wouldn't have any problems with that if, if we were talking about flat earth. Mm-hmm. It's all edge. It's just it's one just a, big edge. I wonder what's at the edge of the flat earth to the flat earth people. I think it's this ice, right? Oh, yeah. It's a wall of ice. Yeah. Okay. That's boring. Make something cooler. Do, another, do a cooler thing. What if mm-hmm. there's dinosaurs made of lightning? That's Perfect. awesome. Yeah. yeah. We're going to climb the ice wall and figure out what's on the other side. So today's thing, I'm going to start by talking... A little bit from a YouTube video, which was the best source that I could find on this because there's only like one person so far that I can find who has bothered to give this conspiracy theory attention to analyze in a critical light. Every other source was just straight like, I believe this 100%. Oh, so this is why you think we're going to be ahead on on this because very few people, one person maybe is giving this actual attention. Yes. All right. And that's the YouTuber Oki who has a YouTube channel called Oki's Weird Stories. Thank you, Oki. Yeah, Oki. I'm hoping that there's some research in here, but you know, your video, there's a lot of it in here. I'm sorry. There was a paucity of of sources. But according to Oki, most conspiracy movements have some sliver of truth that's been expanded beyond recognition at the core of the movement. But this one seems to be pure fantasy. So this is what it is. The overall program or the overall movement is called the Secret Space Program movement. Okay. It appears to be groups of people who claim that they are normal people who got abducted into the Secret Space Program where they became genetic enhanced super soldiers okay. of which they sp- went to places like Mars and fought reptilian yeah. and insectoid aliens for centuries before oh. they were then de-aged and sent back in time so that nobody would notice that they were gone. Okay. <laughs> that is... That's, that's a lot space to program. That so- is so much to process. <laughs> so, I mean, first we have to believe, number one, aliens right aliens are reptilian just a given. that and reptilian also the insectoid aliens, yeah. and the reptilian aliens are indigenous people of mars okay and they're on the same side the reptiles and the insects or is this sort of like a a tolkien battle of the five armies thing going on here it's actually more like so the thing is that a lot of these people who are in the secret space program have not so nice things to say about american foreign policy and stuff like that and so okay. in many ways their experience of of interacting with the indigenous people of mars is akin to the way that americans interacted with the indigenous people of america <laughs> Ah, so not good. Not good. No, not 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 good at all. No. So the secret space program has the yeah. strangest ratio of completely insane theories to it's amount got, of people who take it seriously because it's got everything. It's got aliens. It's got time travel. It's got memory erasing. It's got de-aging technology. It's got just interplanetary flight in general. This has so much yeah, in it. Yeah. It's, it's I need to know about it so most of ssp comes through some youtube channels and some social media platforms that Mm -hmm. are growing like this is a theory umbrella that's becoming more popular as we are increasingly losing touch with reality and just joining whatever conspiracy movement we feel like joining yeah they have had conferences There are micro celebrities in this space. Some of the headliners of this movement include Dwight Eisenhower's granddaughter. Cool. Yeah. um, And also a guy whose name is James Cabot, who claims to be part of MI6 and is currently in prison for blackmail. And another guy named Mark Richards, who is also in prison for... Also in prison. Okay. He's he's in prison for two things. One, murder. Oh, um, not great. But also blackmail. And Mm. apparently tried to do a military coup of his county and was attempting to make a court of King Arthur in his county where he would be the king. Every sentence you (laughs) keep saying out of your mouth is the most 
bonkers thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is this is the last six months. I've been I've been saving this one for six <laughs> months, just trying to. I think I now understand Lovecraft's like H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. right? Wrote a bunch about how people would see things that were impossible, and mm. it would be so mind tearing that it would just dr- turn your brain to soup just seeing this impossible thing in existence. And that's how you feel. And that's how I feel <laughs> after like researching yeah. this. Like the more I read, the less I think I understand it. Um, yeah. It's actively damaging you as as you yes. <laughs> as you look into it. The influencers in this space are called whistleblowers who claim cool. that at some point they were involved in the super soldier program. And basically yeah. the fundamental beliefs are that humanity has already gone to the stars and is already doing stuff, but we keep it secret. And that this war abroad is basically fueled by abducting and forcing random people into the secret space program to do fighting. Okay. That's so I'm wondering how they got there. I'm wondering at what their evidence is. There's a lot of big questions here, but you know what? This is a new theory to me. And I'm going to listen to these people in jail and these murder, these actual <laughs> convicted murderers. Also, the thing I'm going to get started with is Oki did a really great breakdown of the lore, as he referred uh-huh. to it, which is great. The lore of this cinematic universe or conspiratorial universe. And I'm just going to warn everybody now that it goes almost instantly into like anti-Semitism and fascism and mm. stuff. So I, mm. I, I, I'm sure you're not surprised. I, um, I'm not. I'm not surprised, but I'm also so immediately going to take back what I said about being open-minded about this yeah. conspiracy theory. No, thank you. So according to the SSP people, our voyage into the stars began with the Nazis and that in the years leading up to World War II, the Nazis took an interest in mysticism. So like, like Hellboy, Hellboy, yeah, like IRL. A Hellboy. Yeah. There's, yeah, the, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff out there about the Nazis having this interest in the occult and stuff. It shows up a lot in, it's a media trope at this point. And there it is. Yeah, I mean, it's literally in Ancient Aliens, the TV show. They'll yeah. talk about Nazis having spaceships and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so this, this plays a lot into that area, but like the idea that Nazis were into occult mysticism. I mean, the Red Skull in the first Captain America movie is a pretty Which good. Which is about super soldiers, by the way. Coincidence. Nah, Tesseract and everything. Not to mention, like, you know, this is Indiana Jones. And as far as I can tell, like, there was some inklings in this direction by some, like, really weird Nazis. But for the most part, this was not something that the Nazis ever actually took seriously. The whole idea is that a lot of Nazi ideology was based on this extremely bad misinterpretation of the sort of history of mankind. That there was, like, this bloodline of Aryan people who migrated a certain way and had this extremely explicit, like, Teutonic backstory. It wasn't real, but the Nazis went mm. through a lot of work and funded archaeology to basically try and retroactively make a case for it. We saw this oh. with like the Atlantis stuff and everything uh-huh. like that. Like that's why yeah. the Nazis were weirdly interested in that kind of stuff. So right. So that led to this sort of idea that the Nazis got into mysticism, and that's a recipe for some interesting and fun fiction. And you know, it ranges from everything from Hellboy to Red Skull. It ranges from comic book to comic book and nothing else yeah but according to the ssp people they found a medium whose name was maria orsic all right and one of the things that she was able to do was make first contact through a secret society and through like sort of psychic power specifically two species of aliens one's called the nordics and one's called the dragons the dragons are basically like your your sort of um they're like dragons you're david ikean reptilians right oh okay i was thinking just dragons but then because this this happens as well in ancient aliens and in comic books where dragons are dragon mean anything drag well yeah that too (laughs) words are thought fossils tristan yeah i don't know if you know this no where appearances of dragons are like those are aliens visiting earth yeah so dragons are aliens but these are not traditional dragons as we would 
would think of them. These are just reptile people. Yeah, these are your David Icke style reptilians. Gotcha. But the other one are Nordics. And Nordics, like as somebody who is way too steeped in weird conspiracy shit, that's when I am like, the first time I saw that, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, now I know exactly what space of the conspiracy world is coming from. This is esoteric Nazi shit. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how that is sort of like a weird part of the UFO subculture, which is just yeah. neo-Nazis who have gotten into like weird sci-fi stuff. And one of the ones is the idea that there are a alien race called the Nordics and that those are the Aryan bloodline. And basically it's like an alien of 12 oh foot boy. alien race of 12 foot tall, perfect oh as guardians, basically. Um, yeah, they're they're per- of course they're perfect. All right, whatever. This is so silly. So, <laughs> I like I I typically we poo poo on ancient aliens a lot, but this is even hard to muster up even a little bit of like, all right, go on. It's more just like, no, come on. By the way, you have Mildred from Thought Slime who turned me on to this whole thing. And after like a month of trying to find anything, I texted him back and I'm like, I cannot find anything. What is this thing you told me about? And then linked me to the Oki video. Oh, and that's how we you. got started. Thank you, Mildred. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for this. So apparently they had uh, esoteric Nazism, all sorts of fun stuff. And the Nordics and ra- dragons told them, first of all, gave them the secret of anti-gravity technology. Another awesome. really big thing in the UFO space is this Huge. idea. Huge. People love that. Yeah. People <laughs> hate gravity. They're all, they hate <laughs> anti-gravity. Gravity. Yeah, they, this is the anti-gravity movement. But basically <laughs> mm-hmm. they gave the Nazis anti-gravity technology and hinted that there was more ancient alien technology buried in Antarctica. Oh. So they went to Antarctica, which is yeah, another- did we find it? Surprisingly not. Oh, okay. So here we're stepping into another part of esoteric Nazi conspiracies, which is something called uh, New Schwabenland, which, oh. so so here's here's how we get started. Here's the, here's the real history at the root of this. One time in the 30s, the Nazi German government sent a team to survey Antarctica and try to claim it for Germany, but they went there, did a brief survey, came back, and then World War II happened, so they were too busy to, mm. to go further. It's weird that World War II just randomly happened and they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about New Schwabenland is that 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 one that one little piece of you know Nazi history has been expanded into an entire conspiracy theory that the Nazis basically have a secret base in Antarctica uh. and that it still exists to this day. And it's built on this whole idea that the Nazis lost World War II, but they didn't actually lose World War II. What of they did not. was that they went into hiding and they were yeah, sort of planning no, the next right. step. So there was this whole theory mm-hmm. for a long time that Hitler was still alive and hiding in Argentina because yeah. there were some high profile Nazis that did end up hiding in Argentina even though now he would be the oldest human being on earth if he was still there. But But if he had anti-gravity technology. (laughs) It's true. So according to SSP, the Nazis had this uh, secret base in Antarctica where they were learning all of this alien technology from these UFOs they were digging out of the ice, these ancient UFOs. And mm-hmm. that the space they had was actually in this warm, ice-free oasis in, in, in Antarctica. That sounds lovely. Because I guess some people have seen that there are I, there are parts of Antarctica that don't have any ice or don't have much ice. And they were like, oh, yeah. that place must be nice. Well, gr- great news. The places where there are no ice in Antarctica, I feel, I feel like it's probably growing. Yeah. From what I found out is that um, the reason why there are parts of Antarctica that don't have ice on them is because they're parts that are really windy and don't get a lot of snow. So this conspiracy theory has been around for a while, but it's been thoroughly deep. There's been over a thousand scientists who have been to the site where New Schwabenland was supposed to be. Like yeah. they, People have gone to the place where this Nazi expedition went and the area has been checked out. So like it's it's like well-trotted territory at this point. Yeah, a thousand mainstream scientists. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tristan, all right. Who are we going to believe? And I do wonder if this Cajunist comes from the fact that in a weird act of global cooperation, we have this whole treaty about Antarctica that's weirdly good, like where different countries have different zones and we have all these rules about like, we're not allowed to build any permanent settlements. We're not allowed to colonize it. And like everything there has to be science and you can't leave anything behind. Like they have to literally take their septic tanks with them when they leave. Yeah. Like they can't Don't leave Don't leave your poop there. It's pretty wild. It, and that, and it's part of like this whole UN treaty. It's, it's kind of 
impressive. We should do that with more places. Mm -hmm. We We should should do that that most of the world. We should do that with most places. Yeah. Yeah. This is another cool thing. If you're, if you're at all interested in hearing about like these things, there are two places on earth that I know of where because of political or disaster related things, humans can't live in that area. And it has resulted in this like small microcosm of like flourishing nature. I can guess one. What's that? Um, Chernobyl. Yep. The Chernobyl exclusion zone is one of them where Mm -hmm. uh, some like endangered species of like wolves and stuff like that have started to regrow because they live in the exclusion zone. So we're more dangerous than radiation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The other is actually really interesting. It's a strip of land that separates North and South Korea. And there's been some efforts between strangely efforts between North and South Korea to like send scientific investigations into this area because like there's like species of tiger that people thought were extinct that showed up there and stuff like that so yeah anti so and then there's the whole anti-gravity thing which was down with gravity yeah, down with gravity <laughs> wait no i mean up with gravity oh no yeah. i'm confused we're not like super well understanding about what gravity is but a general idea of what gravity right. is is essentially the uh effect on the fabric of space-time of heavy objects yeah so if you imagine the universe as like a, a piece of like a like a like big, a blanket yeah like a blanket if you put like a bowling ball on the blanket uh, the sort of thing all sorts towards it think about that but like in three dimensions and that's basically supposed to be what gravity is and that's gravity but the thing is there was this uh proposal in the 1920s by a guy named thomas townsend brown that proposed through something called electrogravitics you would be able to reverse gravity with basically electromagnetism this huh. was in the 1920s notably before einstein explained what gravity is <laughs> in numbers okay so but, everyone's just throwing their ideas at the wall yeah uh, well, right. physics was in a different place in the 20s. But despite that, the Air Force did investigate it in the 1950s. And cool. uh, I guess they spent some money trying to figure out if they could make anti-gravity. It never really went anywhere. The only times they've ever been able to have an electrogravitic uh, response were in these sort of vacuum areas where they think there might have been other sort of stuff that has to do with like electron flow and stuff like that, that I like I, I couldn't explain to you. But there are other more logical explanations. And even if there was an effect, gotcha. it would be extraordinarily small. Okay. Not enough to lift a spaceship with, that's for sure. Mm. And they basically, you know, it, it, it violates relativity at this point. And so basically nobody takes it seriously anymore. But the UFO Makes people sense. have basically come to conclusion that this was, you know, suppressed science, that they figured out anti-gravity in the 50s. And now there's like a whole part of like, oh, Oh, yeah, we we figured out anti-gravity and this is how UFOs work and everything like that. And this still exists today. Like there was this conspiracy theory that a Chinese scientist discovered anti-gravity and then she was quickly recalled back to China and then never what seen would again. What the point be? I don't, this is where these conspiracy theories get me. It's like, what, what would be the point of suppressing anti-gravity? What's the point? Military edge, I guess. I don't know. And I don't mean to be combative about it. I'm just genuinely confused. Yeah. What, why? <laughs> Good question. What's the point? I I wish, yeah, a lot of the UFO conspiracy theory space relies heavily on the US government doing a lot of things and not really having a great explanation for their motives. Right. Like they're keeping it from us and they need to disclose it to us. And they're like, why are they keeping it? Because people would freak out. Do do we know know that? Like, 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 I I mean, like having alien life, that would be one thing to be like, oh my gosh, we've been in contact with aliens for years or whatever that would be one thing where i'd be like yeah i feel like people would freak out anti-gravity though it's just like that's just another thing that's just like another cool thing yeah it, it's like bluetooth i don't know how that works <laughs> but it doesn't freak me out Government. i'm used to it bluetooth's been around since like the 80s so like yeah, yeah. i don't i don't get it it's been <laughs> around longer than me i still don't understand it yeah um so it'd be funny if like the reason why like the ufos have arrived and the u.s government is suppressing it but it's one of those things where it's like well we've been doing it for so long that now if we admit it it would be kind of embarrassing now it's awkward it's like those emails that you haven't responded to but now it's been so long since you've responded to the email that it's kind of awkward and you're like i don't even know uh, yeah like, uh. so uh back to the story uh, back to the lore so the nazis used this technology to develop something called die glocke which basically is german for the bell this is the thing oh this is the thing i was thinking about earlier i this has been on ancient aliens the tv show Mm -hmm. it's like some sort of time travel machine oh yeah no it's time it's tardis essentially (laughs) oh okay cool 
Um, Nazi TARDIS. Yeah. Interesting. And so time travel plays a large part into it and time dilation, including uh, one guy in the SSP space who claimed that he was part of the secret space program for 330 years before they okay. DH him and sent him back to Earth at the exact same time that he left. Do you, well, I was going to ask if he, because they're super soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. So 330 years makes sense. I imagine you could, if you're a super soldier, you could live that long, mm-hmm. but they de-aged him. And then did they take the super soldier out of him or is he going to live for another 330 years? Yeah. That, I think that they must've taken it out because otherwise that would leave evidence that's falsifiable. And they like to keep mm. that. Uh, on, they like to keep that as small as possible. Sucked it out of his blood. So this plays into another conspiracy theory that I know about. And I feel like we're going to come back to this because there's probably some ancient aliens episodes about the Nazis that we're going to have to talk. We're going to come back to this stuff, but um, what's called the Wunderwaffen program. Programs, oh, which is Wonder Weapon, basically. Um, okay. So this speaks to a really, really weird part of World War II history, where in like the last years of the war, specifically like the last year of the war, the Nazis were not having a great time because they were like, you know, getting crushed by the Soviets. Yeah, no, yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> basically, like, yeah, but like the last like two years of the war was just the story of like this wall of Soviet troops just crushing them, sl- like, like kind of like a trash compactor thing. And then yeah. meanwhile, the rest of the allies were in Africa or whatever going like just twiddling their thumbs. I'm also here. And I'm also here. I'm helping. Meanwhile, like, you know, Joseph Stalin and the Soviets are like single-handedly winning the war in Europe for everybody. (laughs) Um, If you guys need backup, we're all the way over here. But basically in those like last years of the war as like a propaganda effort to keep morale up, a lot of like weird Nazi propaganda started coming out being like, oh, don't worry about us losing friends. We have secret super weapons that we are just about to get finished don't worry it's gonna be it's gonna be great now some of them there was some real ones like the the v2 rocket program where uh Werner von braun basically invented like rocket missiles and he did oh. use them on a few occasions and then Werner von braun nazi used slave labor to build those rockets after the war do you know where he wound up I'm going to guess America. Yeah. he no, Not only did he end up in America, he ended up as the head of NASA. Ooh. Yeah. Google Operation Paperclip, everybody. Um, and also to keep it 100, the USSR also took all of the Nazi engineers and did the same thing, basically. In the Nazi programs, the scientists were like wealthier and the engineers were less wealthy. So the wealthy scientists managed to escape yeah. and go to America while the less wealthy engineers stayed behind and ended up in the Soviets' uh, Cosmonaut ah. program. Anyways, the other thing too that happened is that a certain point in the war the german navy was basically totaled like they they had basically no hope of doing anything at sea anymore yeah that was because of namor that namor 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 defeated the nazis at sea thanks namor but what that resulted in is that the germans had the germans had all of their factories and stuff like that were still pumping out parts to make ships and so they ended up with stuff like motors that are so big that they're basically made for like battleships and so they were like tasking these like poor German engineers to be like, so we need to figure, you need to figure out how to make something that uses this massive engine that is not a boat. And so they theorized things like uh, the mouse panzer, which was an, a tank with the nickname, the mouse. That was like this two story tall tank. Oh my God. None of these ever actually saw any action. So many no. of them never even saw prototypes made, but um, they were trying to like desperately find uses for these like gig- uh-huh. giant ship parts to me and mm-hmm. and it made people really interested because they were raised like we're gonna make these massive uh tanks and stuff like that near the end or these like before the v2 rocket program they were like how do we shell britain without flying planes over the city where they can get shot down we're gonna make a cannon that's so big that it just shoots oh, nice. shells over the english channel what if we get a really big catapult yeah, basically now, yeah hear me out We'll get a big catapult and we'll put, we'll put a bunch, we'll put all of our bullets in it and then we'll fling all the bullets their way and it'll be a lot of bullets all at once. Have we thought about that one? So you can imagine though, if you're, if you're thinking of ideas like this, that this is like, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel about what to do in this war. Yeah. Yeah. But these things did come to light after the war was over and the government fell. And so it got reinterpreted as mm. like, oh, look, the Germans were on the cusp of like this super secret. The cu- they were on the cusp of it. Yeah, they were of just about to have all were. these super weapons that were going to so close. Gonna turn the war around. If they had like another 15 minutes, they could have done it. Yeah. 
and 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 in some ways this was really detrimental because theories that the Nazis were working on a nuclear weapons program, the Atomwaffen program, led the Americans to put all their money into the Manhattan Project, and then it turned out that the Germans had like abandoned the Atomwaffen program like a couple years ago. Does Waffen just mean weapon? Yeah, gotcha. Or warfare, something like that. Yeah, something like that. it's not a perfect translation, but um, mm. yeah. So I try to look into uh, Deglaka and figure out where it first showed up. And apparently the first time this ever showed up was in a book that was released in 2000. Oh, notably several years after 1945, just a couple years after 1945. Yeah. yeah. By this like Polish writer. And then it wound up instantly ending up in the esoteric Nazi community. So there you go. So by 1942, of course, the, the Nazis had a base on the moon. And by 1950, they had bases on Mars. And first thing you're like, wait a minute, 1950, that's five years after the Nazis were defeated and no mm. wrong oh. because no, hiding because the, these Nazis the Nazis with the high technology didn't help out in the war because they didn't like they didn't like Hitler they thought Hitler was bad these were good Nazis these are the good oh, Nazis the good that Nazis. did the um, that had the moon base not the bad Nazis who the, did the Holocaust <laughs> you're just describing you're we're back at the Red Skull again yeah this basically is Hydra right this is it's all Skull. inspired yeah this is Red Skull just being like I don't even like Hitler. I'm just doing my own thing. And it's like, that doesn't make you better. (laughs) So they didn't like Hitler because they didn't like the idea of the final solution and they thought he was unstable. So they, they were the good Nazis. They were, they, these like, these are the good Nazis that didn't want to do a genocide and they left with all their advanced tech. And so they let the Nazis lose the war and then they went to their secret space force thing. Yeah. And they became what's called in the SSP, the, the fourth Reich. And in the in the next few decades, as yeah, other so countries ridiculous. became aware of the not of the Fourth Reich, there's uh-huh. been this war between the Fourth Reich and hear me out on this one. The Fourth right. Reich has been fighting a cold war uh, well, in, yeah. in space and on Earth against a cabal of evil globalists. Okay. And I, I just put the three brackets around globalists. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> I just uh-huh. added that as like a little bit of flourish and also fought the, and I probably should have put brackets here, the space reptiles. The space reptiles. So a cold <laughs> war against Earth people and then an actual war against space reptiles. Yes. Gotcha. Now, Scott, where have I heard about about evil globalists and evil space reptiles in a similar context. <laughs> You've heard it from our good old dear friend, David Icke. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, just so you know what kind of space we're in. And so to fight these wars, these the Fourth Reich abducts people into the secret space program, into their space military, which is called the Nachtwaffen or the the basically the um, the night army. Sure. And uh, they have bases all over the solar system. And by using time travel, they also have bases all over the galaxy. Awesome. Yep. And that's great. And, and the reason they choose the, and they choose people and abduct them in and they call them my labs, which stands for military abductees, abductees, because oh, okay. um, the people who are chosen to become part of the secret space program are special people who have psychic powers. Oh, they're special. Of course they're special. Yes. They're special. <laughs> they can't just get anyone. They need the special ones. Mm-hmm. They were chosen. Yep. That's that. That's great for them. They needed that win. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, there's a whole alternate lore of the secret space program where the same things happen, but instead of the fourth Reich and Nazis, it's America. And like, it's sort of like an extension of like America's uh, non-disclosure of UFOs and everything like that. And it seems in the more public facing parts of this movement that shows up more often. Oh my um, gosh. Also, just a few additions because I wanted to make sure oh, these please. did not get lost. Um, yeah, in people's no. recollections of the things they did in the secret space program, uh, there mm-hmm. are references to zombies um, and vampires. And these are not alien representations of zombies and vampires. These are all, these are just separate mm-hmm. things, yeah, 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 yeah. zombies and vampires. So, so it all exists. Advanced, like, you know, forthright technology. And yep. also um, that some of them were talking about shape-shifting into animals. Cool. Uh, turning into hawks on Mars Animorph to do reconnaissance. Style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably the great. most 
probably the if you if you want to do more research, the probably the most prominent person in this movement is a guy by the name of Randy Kramer, who is a self-proclaimed genetically enhanced super soldier who lived on (laughs) who lived on Mars and defended humanity in Space Force for 30 years. So Uh this is this is where you find it interesting because there's like one side that's like I was abducted and forced to do horrible things for the Nazis with high technology and off space. And the other one is like I was part of the American Space Army and I defended America against alien threats. You're welcome. So that's like the the lore of the movement. And now I kind of want to talk about the movement as it is today. Well, I would love to, but I think I'm going to really quickly hit that escape pod. I said the word pod again. Yeah, pod. Kelly, pod. We're, we're pod? back. We're back. We're back with more pod. Thank pod. Yeah. <laughs> Thank pod. Thank pod for us. So I think the weirdest thing about this whole thing is just like watching people in these like videos and stuff like that with mm-hmm. 100% earnest faces yeah. just talking about the most insane shit I've ever heard. Like stuff that yeah. is like basically like bad sci-fi plots and just saying it completely straight faced uh-huh. and that people believe them so much How? that I'm like, originally I was like, this just must be like a case of people who are suffering from like, you know, psychosis or something, but it's like, no, no, no. There's too many people for, it to merely be like something like that how popular are these videos like what are, what what are they pulling in views i think like there's a uh one of the guys who's a guy by the name of james rink has a youtube channel that is pulling like almost 100,000 subscribers oh yeah it's growing yeah so when i looked into it the way that a lot of these narratives come out and i i know mm-hmm. that you've probably done a bit of research in the past to figure out this this little gem all of them come through recovered memories and meditation which is the first thing to start with because anybody who doesn't know anyone who hasn't seen making a murderer or just you know learned anything about the criminal system or american history in the last like 30 years or so would know that um recovered memories are a big red flag uh if anyone knows they're notoriously unreliable have led to many like bad testimonies and false confessions over the years because our memory we our our brains are basically play-doh and we can be uh like we have a thing in our brains where uh we can fill in gaps with what we think might have happened happened and then believe it 100%. We're very good at self-delusion. We're really good at um just like entering in details that we don't that we, that weren't there. And it's led oh, to for sure. the wrong people being convicted of crimes. It's led to uh the the biggest one was the satanic panic, which led yeah. to a lot of people having these recovered memories of them being abused by daycare workers because this was sort of in the 80s when daycare was becoming more common as more women were entering the workplace, so there was a lot of cultural anxiety about leaving your kids with daycare so they were on that, that they started to become associated with satanic cults and were abusing children people who claim that their uh, family members abuse them in horrific ways that tore families apart uh that um have had like you know really tough times recovering and people have had to go to yeah. people have gone to prison for child abuse because of recovered memories that then turn out to be false like it has destroyed people and families and yeah uh sowed a lot of distrust in like you know daycares and also of course the other big thing that i thought was that um i feel like this is a this should be a, a motto on this show is that never underestimate the power of motivated reasoning (laughs) (laughs) yeah very much so if you want to believe something really bad you can find a way to do it we're really good at justifying things and you know it's all for Hmm. and here's the fun part Hmm. turns out it's all a grift no who could have seen it coming james rink the guy i mentioned earlier yeah i was just doing some uh, additional research looking into the youtube channel just to see how many views they were pulling a couple tens of thousands and then there's a couple pulling in hundreds of thousands of Mm. views uh Yikes, yikes, yikes. So if you want to find out if you have an experience in the My Lab program, there's a whole website that James Rank has where there's a bunch of people oh, awesome. who will give you guided meditation and various services to recover your My Lab memories. Oh, that's so helpful. James Rink's itself is a mere 200 US dollars for a session. I mean, but it doesn't even mean it, you know, but it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... For, to a Martian, what is two hundred dollars? Yep. And like to unlock your memories and to unlock your your true super soldier, Pat, like two hundred dollars is nothing. Mm-hmm. 
worth it. There's also, it seems that there are conferences that seem almost entirely scams. Oki actually, the, the mad lad, went to one of these conferences <laughs> as part of his research and uh, had like panels where people didn't even show up or one called Quantum Spoon Bending, Bring Your Own Spoon. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the only thing that I can think of is that this is, now it's, this is grifting off of mental illness, is it not? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's not okay. So then I guess the question is like, what what's going on here? Because I'm starting to, I said this in one of my videos recently, and I think that this is just a thing as I become one of the internet conspiracy guys, is that when reality is becoming inconvenient for somebody's political beliefs, that Mm. is usually the place where conspiracy theories start to grow. So whenever I'm investigating a conspiracy theory, I'm trying to look for the place where reality became out of sync with what they wish reality was and where they start filling in the gaps on that. And in this one, I think that a lot of them seem to be two major things. The U.S. one, I think it's trying to justify the United States and its military expenditures like mm. to sort of retroactively justify the Pentagon's budget because a lot of the ones that, we, uh, that talked about it in American context were like, this is where all of that like billions and billions of dollars the Pentagon gets is going. A couple things to say to that. The one big thing about conspiracy theories is that they tend to rely on lots of people and then nobody's saying anything and no evidence coming out and nothing leaking. This is like the thing with like 9-11. Like I always say like, oh, 9-11 is a conspiracy. You're saying that a huge black ops operation that would have required hundreds of people and multiple contractors just Mm. went off without a hitch, no problems. And in 21 years, nobody has leaked any information between like three presidents and like, yeah, or four presidents now, I guess. Well, I think if they make it to the fifth president, they all get a pizza party. So everyone's just (laughs) holding it in, you know? Okay. While we're on the Pentagon and pizza party thing, I just want to, this is unconnected, but I had one really cool thing about that in the nineties, there used to be this way that people could tell that geopolitical shit was going down by studying one pizza place that was kind of near the Pentagon. And if they just studied the volume of pizzas being ordered out of it that were going to the Pentagon, they were able to figure out when they were pulling late meetings and there was some sort of like diplomatic incident going down because they were ordering pizza for all the people who had to work late. That's awesome. And uh, journalists caught on to that and now they started watching for what was called the pizza index. Um, Uh, uh, and it got it got bad enough that you know obviously this was going to be a threat to national security because they don't want people knowing right. what's going on. So now uh, yeah. when the Pentagon wants to buy pizza, they buy from several different places and send people to go pick them up. Mm. Just want to fit that little bit there. That's the power of pizza. Yeah, but um, the the main thing though to explain why. The U.S. military budget is so huge. This is like a a discrepancy that would show up. The U.S. military is by like an extraordinary number, the most expensive military on Earth. Yeah, because we're the best. Because we're the best and we never make any mistakes. So so the U.S. Yeah, the U.S.'s military is larger than like the next two or three combined. That's how we win, baby. That's how we win, Tristan. (laughs) But what's interesting, and I think this is like the thing to point out, is how can the most expensive military that has ever existed um, mm-hmm. fail to occupy just two countries that are ex- like two very poor countries? Yeah. And it has to do with, right. I think it has, and, and like, you know, the idea for them is that, oh, like, it's not that America's military is uh, a mess. It's that it's that, the, you know, this is all for space, but it's for space. Yeah. The reason why America's military budget is so huge is because of the Cold War and it's basically normal normalized to the point where the U.S. military budget is uh, politically impossible to cut. Um, it's, yeah. It makes you very unpopular for a lot of politicians. A lot of you know weapons manufacturing happens in their like military contracts work happens mm. in their districts, and so the military is a way to get money to back home, get some of that pork back for their own people. And the reason why the U.S. military is so expensive is because of public-private partnerships. The American military is not making its own yeah. tanks and guns and bombs. It's no contracting those out to companies like Boeing and Raytheon and those companies are making a killing because you know government yeah, well, contracts are very juicy they yeah. are they certainly are aren't they mm-hmm. Justin? 
So uh, it's set up like an entire economy that is just made up of these very powerful corporations just milking the American taxpayers for some sort of complex. Yeah, military industrial complex. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where the U.S. spends obnoxious amount of your tax dollars, American listeners, on uh, equipment that is known to be bad, malfunctioning, doesn't work, has no practical use. Things like the Osprey that kills people. Things like the uh-huh. F-18 that Vanessa, has tons Vanessa, of technical problems. Osprey, sorry, just a correction. The Osprey kills people, but not the people they wanted it No, to. it tends to kill its pilots. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the other stuff also does kill people, but they're cool with that. Yeah. Or things like there's like, you know, fighter jets like the F-18 that would only ever actually see service if the world was about to end. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The Trident system. The fact that part of the U.S.'s nuclear arsenal just circles the earth in submarines all the time is just like oh okay um Mm. this seems necessary and useful plus like america's humongous nuclear arsenal that you know what yeah when is that ever going to get used hopefully never but you know missiles cost money see now i thought my tax dollars were going to schools and roads are you telling me it's going to it's it's going to catapults that launch bullets at people i can't remember equivalent of that yeah (laughs) yeah Um, okay yeah i mean it seems that you know there's no there's no limit to money for cat for for the modern day version of the wunderwaffen but Mm -hmm. there's uh there's definitely not enough money for like schools to have textbooks and stuff gotta love this world we live in well that's depressing yeah well uh, hopefully that's the worst that's the last bad thing you're gonna say this episode i mean the other motivation is of course just blatant anti-semitism because a lot of the conspiracy theories i mean uh it's just it's i I said i filed this under the genre of sci-fi anti-semitism um because a lot of this is just esoteric nazi stuff and Uh it just turns out and this is this is my other like kind of principle i've developed about conspiracy theories is that you don't need to dig too far before the anti-semitism shows up Mm -hmm. Um, because at its core the concept of the conspiracy theory is the idea that there is a secret cabal of people who are plotting the destruction of the world or plotting terrible things from the shadows and i think that that at its core is an anti-semitic uh thing that kind of just gets carried forward so yeah it's no good no Uh, and i don't like it if you will let me, and we don't have to if you don't want to bully this James Rink fellow, but I did find one social media post of his that I think is funny. Oh yeah, um, go for it. This is a person with questionable political beliefs who is grifting people. For the for the record, just before you go, um, Oki, who did the documentary, also paid for one of those sessions. Oh. And was so convincing that he got invited onto James Rink's YouTube channel and actually like told his story through that claiming that he was a samurai so um oh that's so funny <laughs> just just to know that it is a grift oh my god so i don't know if this james guy is available is on any other social media platform but in his youtube bio he does link to a, a site i've never heard of but i'm sure is popular with a lot of great individuals called gab i don't know what gab is Ga- gab is oh my goodness gab is fascist reddit Um, when reddit shut down like a bunch of like really horrible communities a few years ago uh a lot of them were like uh my my freedom of speech is being imposed and so they started gab oh hey guess what that's exactly what this post is about never mind that's vote that's vote v-o-a-t gab is something else okay yeah it's it's fascist twitter so it's not fascist that's what it feels like v-o-a-t is fascist reddit gab is fascist twitter cool glad they have all the all the platforms just to give you the opening of gab on wikipedia oh um, please gab is an american alt-tech microblogging and social network known for its far-right user base widely described as being a haven for neo-nazis racist white supremacists white nationalists anti-semites the alt-right and supporters of donald trump so that's what this guy is promoting on his youtube fun <laughs> cool is go follow me here by the way he has one po- exactly one post from 2018 so four years ago and he's still promoting it it is very much that sort of yeah he's like i'm done with facebook too much censorship i was banned because people were communicating with me from underground bases from outside of time and i have to wonder (laughs) how how deep 
how bad is how bad is it if you are having to not only be outside of time but also in underground bases like you're hiding underground outside of time that's how secretive you have to be to send messages to to james here so anyway he says facebook is bad it's all gonna be gab from now on and that was his one and only gab posts from 2018 so so that that's the secret space program so that's the secret space program i'm sorry like i I feel like i should apologize (laughs) for this one like i'm sorry that you just heard all of that i'm sad that you now have to know this exists I, I, it, this has been a wild journey. <laughs> we have been on, I mean, I, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it? It's been quite a ride. I feel like there's so much more here. And if you're right, and if it is picking up steam, I guarantee this is not going to be the last time that we talk about it on yeah. this show. But what an introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so welcome. You're going to be hearing a ton of this shit in the next few years. Fun, fun, fun. I think we're going to file this under the category of episodes where Tristan finds a guy. Tristan. And found, I a, found guy. a new guy everybody <laughs> found a new guy but that's our that's our pod that's our pod for this week it's called probs not aliens pods not aliens pods no, not aliens that's not it it's probably it's probably not aliens <laughs> you can follow us on twitter at probs not aliens that's mm-hmm. where we post updates about the show and just interact with you all. Yeah, while Twitter still exists. <laughs> while Twitter still exists. Hey, if not, you know we're going to set up an account on Gab. <laughs> we're not going to yeah, do if that. It's six months from now, when Twitter goes bankrupt, we'll find a new social media platform to post this on. Meet us in the metaverse, everyone. <laughs> no, they actually just today announced that they had to lay off 11,000 Facebook employees. So uh, Meta's not doing great either. Everything's going fantastic for us. Tristan, where can people find you? While YouTube exists you can go to step back on youtube or stepbackhistory.com is probably the best place to find it i did not do a very good searchable name when i made my youtube channel back in 2015 but uh scott hi i heard you are also a, a content secretor yeah no i make youtube videos about comics and nerdy things and cartoons and such on my youtube channel nerd sync i just i kept thinking in the last minute or so that like for sure the secret space program is like like a thing that Elon Musk would latch on to. You know what I mean? Like he would believe it and he would think it's cool. He's like trying to make it happen in real life. He's trying to do it. And like, I could see him genuinely being like, but it's cool, right? I just love that we have collectively been watching a man have the most expensive midlife crisis in human history. <laughs> 100%. We'll have links to all the things that Tristan and I do outside of this podcast in the show notes. And hey, while you're there exploring your favorite podcast app, you could leave us a nice review. Like, for example, the names of the people I'm going to say right now. In this uh, moment, in this if you moment, cut this, Scott, you're a coward. Thank you to PTR underscore lap. Nick, this one's great. Nickname, parentheses, probably is taken. Very good. Respawn, Pyrotech, and uh, Epocalypse. Oh, you know what? Toe Thumbs Ghost. That's a good one to end it on. That's a fun name. Thank you, Toe Thumbs Ghost. For writing reviews yeah, on yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts of our show. It's the closest thing we have to thumbs up, I guess. Toe thumbs. Ghost. Toe thumb, two thumbs ghosts up. Toe thumbs ghosts up. Speaking of helping out the show, if you do want to help out the show, the best thing that you can do is tell your friends about it. Uh, podcasts yes. really grow through word of mouth. So if you know somebody who would want to hear about the existence of this episode, uh, hand it off to them. It's definitely not for everyone. I know that happens every time we go we go down esoteric Nazi stuff. But uh, but yeah, it really helps the show out if you can find somebody who you want to to inflict this show upon in your life. And a great place to send people is a very simple website, probsnotaliens.com. Spell it out loud with me right now, as we all do. P-R-O-B-S-N-O-T-A-L-I-E-N-S.com. I almost didn't make it through that. Oh my goodness. C-O-M. I almost didn't make it through Having that. like spelling person. B flashbacks? I know. That was a lot of letters and then I got confused. Until next time, I'm Scott Nicewander. I'm Tristan Johnson. And the truth is out there. Probably. I mean, it's not here. Definitely not (laughs) here. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you could get further than here.
Good pod. Good pod.